It's an open competition at running back for the University of Utah. But who's going to end up winning it and claiming the starting job? You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. My name is JT Wistersill, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the running back room. And those of you that heard our cold open just a second ago, we talked about it. It's an open competition. You may be surprised by that, as me and my guest today, always wonderful Cole Bagley, joins the show today, where Coach Ludwig said, hey, this is an open competition for running back. He acknowledged what guys like Tavion are capable of, but said, hey, it's open. And I believe Cole, actually, you spoke with uh, Jaron Kump as well, which it was great to hear that he's healthy. And what were his thoughts on the running back group? He uh, he thinks this is one of the deepest rooms in the entire country, and I'd have to agree with him. Um, you think about just the depth uh, that's there. You know, I think you've got three running backs that at just about any other program would be the starting guy. Um, you've got three guys that they can come in and make a difference, and I think it's going to be very similar to what we saw last season between Tavion McKay and TJ, but this time I think, uh, you know, the new kid on campus, Jalen Glover, is going to fulfill – um, similar to that TJ Pledger role, uh, different play styles for sure. But uh, TJ kind of moved into that second spot behind Tavion, um, had a good amount of yards, I think over 700 last season. So um, I think we're going to see just a three-headed beast um, between the, the three running backs. And I'd have to agree with Jaron. I just think this is one of the deepest rooms in the entire country, just given the fact that each of these three, potentially four guys, I know Chris Curry's name was was mentioned in there as well during during media availability the other day, but um, you've got three guys that could that could be number one um, in any other program. Then you've got a fourth guy that um, I think is going to have some more value uh, and bring more value to the room than he did last season. So it is super deep, and Utah should be moving the uh, the ball on the ground quite a bit. Yeah, they got the offensive line to be able to do it, and this group just seems this group of running backs just seems ready to get get after it and. They seem totally capable of dominating a game on the ground. So before we jump into kind of breaking down each of these three guys, do you believe it's an open competition? Yes and no. Um, I think Ludwig is intentional with saying that, you know, I mean, if you just say that, you know, oh, it's, it's Tavion's room, Tavion could become complacent. Um not because of him as an individual, just because of, you know, you have, if you tell a guy you're it from the get go, how much harder do they need to try? Right. So um, I think he, I think he's intentional with saying that. Um, I do think there's a slight chance, very minimal that, you know, it is fully open competition. And one of these other guys, Jalen Glover, Mackay Bernard could beat him out. But like I said, I mean, less than 5%. I really think that Tavion is just a proven commodity um, he knows what he can do. The offense knows what he's capable of. And he was pivotal in the Pac-12 championship. I really don't think that, you know, without, you know, if you didn't have Tavion last year, I don't know that, you know, you're able to to run the pack and to, you know, to bring home the trophy to Salt Lake City. I think that the Utes were 
Um, they did a great job bringing him in, you know, pretty late last season. He showed up to fall camp. You know, he was a Juco transfer. He showed up to fall camp just maybe a few days before, you know, it started last season. And then, you know, just did some incredible things. But I think Ludwig, his intention was saying that to make sure that everybody's giving, you know, their full and best effort. I do think there's a minimal chance that one of these other guys could emerge as running back one, but I would say 95% or more that, that Tavion is the guy day one as he, as he should be after what he did last season, if he can replicate what he did last year, especially in those final nine games, um, you know, not coughing the ball up and then scoring 21 touchdowns and going for a thousand yards. It's going to be a really good year for him. It wouldn't be Utah football if we didn't have some kind of starting controversy. Last year's has been the quarterback this year. We'll see if there is, but I definitely agree with you, Cole. I feel like it's a little bit more of the politics, but, man, mm-hmm. it would be a crazy uproar if the very first snap is a handoff to Jalen Glover of the season down in, in Florida. Be wild. Yeah, especially being that he's from there as well. But we're going to mm-hmm. touch on Jalen in just a second. First, want to talk about Tavion. And you mentioned a big part of the reason Utah had that season last year was because of his emergence as the year went on. And one thing was – Yes, the offensive line did a great job of opening holes, but his burst when he saw a hole, the speed he would hit it at, taking off, you could not bring him down. He was super strong as well. Just the vision was the biggest thing that stood out to me. He's a guy who was always capable of finding the holes when they were there and exploding through them to score a touchdown. There's a lot of college running backs who they can find those holes as well, but they're not scoring on a lot of those plays that he did versus Stanford, UCLA. Oregon, the list goes on and on. It was really amazing how he just kind of took control of that room, especially after it was such a shaky start for everyone a year ago. So it is interesting to see him coming back this year and kind of see what he's got. So talk a little bit more about what you think about Tavion's maturation last season and kind of your expectations for him going into this one. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but this is a guy that had like 30 plus offers coming out of high school. Um, And he had notable programs in the sec i think even alabama was on that list i'm pretty sure that uh you know he's from ohio i think ohio state was on there as well he ultimately chose uh to go to cincinnati um had some issues over there you know i i don't know quite the details of what happened but that fell through he ended up uh transferring i believe to um independence uh junior college indy and spent some time there um did really, really good things. I mean, you look at this guy, he's six foot two, almost 240 pounds. He's got a very, very, very similar frame to Derrick Henry uh, in the NFL. Derrick Henry, I believe, is 6'3, 250 pounds. So, and, and their play style is very similar. So, he is a fantastic um, athlete. You know, he's very, very strong. Like you said, his bursts are are incredible, but it, it's it's not just the burst, it's the sheer power in which he is able to burst through seams and and honestly at times create his own holes. You know, there were times last year where you know he's taking a handoff, he's going up the middle, and you kind of look at the at the line and you're thinking, there's not a lot there. And all of a sudden he busts through and he's headed off for 10, 15, 20 yards um because of that burst, that power, and then he is really tough to bring down. Um, you know, it, it, at times it would take two or three defenders just to bring him down, simply because he he's big, he's strong, and he's fast. And so um, I love Tavion's game. Like I said, he reminds me of a Derrick Henry, um, you know, a bigger, you know, a bigger, more, more forceful running back. But those guys are tough to find. You know, a lot of guys are, are a lot shorter, but I think just – 
because of his height and, and the weight that he's able to carry with him, really tough to bring. And you pair that with the speed, you know, he, he's a, he's a, he's a unicorn almost, if you will, as far as running backs go. So love his game. And I think he, he's going to have a big year this year. I think he's just going to build up what he did. I agree. And you meant, I love the Derrick Henry comparison, especially just the power you talked about. I think that's such a key word when talking about his game. Now, hopefully we can just get a uh, Derrick Henry like stiff arm from KV on this season at Rice Eccles, because that would really get the place going. One thing I think is interesting is, you know, Tavion obviously had an incredible season last year. First team all pack 12 broke the single season rushing touchdown record. So it's like, well, why didn't he go pro last year? And I do believe he at least tested the water or thought about it, but there's just one problem. Tavion is a great running back, but there's more to being a running back than just rushing the ball now. It's being a receiving back as well. And for his college career, Tavion has, I believe, negative three receiving yards. Last year, I think he had four, and coming into the season, he had negative seven receiving yards. And I assume that's just screen passes getting blown up. But it withstands itself. He's not known as one of these guys who's going to go out on third downs and make these catches so do you think that's something I'm sure he's been working on it do you think he's going to be able to add that into his game this year or do you think we're going to see whether it's Makai Bernard or Jalen Glover come in and still be that third down back I think it's something that Tavion is working on whether or not he's been able to um, really improve there I don't know I mean I talked to him during spring camp I know that's something he brought up is what he wants to work on is being better in the passing game right I mean I think he even mentioned you know, hey, I'm trying to get to the NFL and not a lot of NFL running backs, you know, come out with, you know, that kind of yardage in the passing game. And so I'm sure it's something that he's focusing on. Um, whether or not he's able to do it, uh, I think is another story. You know, it's almost like he poses as a tight end out there, right? You know, instead of maybe a small shifty back. I mean, I think that's what really helped, you know, Makai, for instance, you know, he was he's a great option. In, in those passing situations just because he's he's sneaky you know he's he's fast he can slither through he can really beat defenders um if i had to bet i i think we're gonna see makai come in in those situations um just given he's a he's a proven commodity back there you know if you, if you need, i mean watch go back and watch the rose bowl watch that wheel route right so um if I had to bet, I think we'll see a little more of Tavion doing it just because he needs to be able to do it if he's going to really, you know, be a, a solid draft pick in the 2023 draft. But I just, you know, Utah is going to play to its strengths, and that's one of Makai's strengths. So, And I know that Jalen Glover is, is good at that as well. So um, I don't know that we're going to see Tavion doing that a ton unless he really shows that he can and he's capable. I, I've If I'm Coach Ludd, I'm throwing Makai in, you know, mm -hmm. just because he's already shown he can do that. So that would be what I anticipate. I would agree with that. And I do think we'll see Tavion catch more passes this season. Mm -hmm. I think he will go over at least 100 receiving yards, but more you than hope. that, it's tough to say. And, yeah, <laughs> and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But you kind of mentioned Makai. We talked about Jalen as well. This is a loaded running back room. We're going to talk about a little bit more of those guys in just a second. But first, I want to tell you guys about LinkedIn Talent Solutions. As you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Guys, I've used LinkedIn before to connect with my different of my friends, see how they're doing in their careers, as well as network and meet other people in work fields I'm trying to go into. LinkedIn is a huge job network site. 
has everything you guys could be looking for. You can go and create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn every week. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. Okay, so going into spring ball, I think we talked about it. Everyone knew, hey, Tavion's the number one back. But I think going into spring ball, we all thought Makai was the number two guy. But then after spring ball, that consensus I felt like kind of flipped when a certain freshman from Florida burst onto the scene and absolutely shined in the spring game. And Cole, you now work with Jalen as well. You got, He has a podcast as well with you guys, and you guys have done merchandise with him too. So what do you just like about Jalen Glover having worked with him closely? Man, I mean, I remember, you know, coming into spring camp and there was a lot of hype around him and as there should be, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Football out in the state of Florida. Um, One of the know, premier course. football states as well. Like that's no, yeah. that's no small feat. That's like, no, no that's not Mr. North Dakota, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like Mr. Florida football is a big, big deal, you know, for him to, to receive that accolade just goes to show you how good he is. And so, um, you know, you, you watch this, the tape on these guys um, and, and occasionally you catch some interviews, just depends on how, how involved their local media is. And uh, I knew he was special, but I didn't know he was the special um, and, and just getting to work with him. You know, there's just, you, you can't help but love the kid. I mean, he is, he is incredibly talented. He's incredibly smart. He's incredibly driven. Um, he's, he's incredibly kind and um, he's very mature, you know, this is an 18 year old kid that, that acts and plays well above his age. Um, he just, and a lot of that has to do with his parents and you know, he has incredible yeah. parents that have just raised him. Right. And um, he's just been so much fun and such, such a, such an honor to work with and we're excited to, to see what he does. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he comes into spring ball and um, he's just college ready. You know, he's one of those kids that, that just, is doing everything right. You know, they're not some, some kid that, that really um, relied just on pure athleticism and messed around during high school. You know, this is a kid that is athletic and then also put in just all the extra work in order to um, elevate his game to the highest possible level. And he's ready. You know, he's not, he's not coming in and, you know, you're thinking, Oh, there's going to be some adjustment period. You know, it's going to take him a year to try to figure this out. No, he's, he's ready to come in and contribute day one. Um, he has the maturity, he has the drive and he has the, the skills and abilities. You know, what we, what we saw during spring camp and we were able to see him take a couple reps. He's impressive. Um, not only did we get to see him in some practices, but in a close scrimmage. And then of course the spring game. And, you know, he just, he knows exactly where he needs to be exactly what he needs to do the way he reads the game. He sees, he sees the holes, he sees the gaps and he bursts through them. You know, Tavion is similar to Derrick Henry, but you know, for me, Jalen is just this wrecking ball, you know, this, he's a little smaller, um, but he just, he packs a punch and um, he's very shifty. 
Um, he actually did um, dance growing up and you can see it, you know, he's, he's light on his toes. So this is a kid that I am very, very excited about in so many aspects. This is a kid that, you know, if, if he lives up to the expectations, you know, he very well could surpass Zach Moss, you know, another Floridian that, that Utahns have come to love. So this kid's special. And I expect a lot this season, even if Tavion is able to remain, you know, the starting and, and number one running back. Yeah, there is. I mean, there are a lot of expectations, but having talked to him a couple of times as well, there's no doubt in my mind he can meet him either. I mean, he is a coach's dream. First of all, you talked about huge credit to his parents for that, but just one of those guys who love being around one of the hardest workers in a room. He has got the perfect body to be a star running back as well. And yeah, I mean, I think everyone had thought Moss was going to be good, but I mean, just the expectations coming in for Glover, and I feel like he can he can exceed those. Just already talking with people, a lot of people think by the end of the season he will be the starting running back. So it could very well be a special three years for Jalen Glover. And we're going to talk about his future, long-term future, in just a sec. But first, I would, Cole, I'd rather ask you, what do you think his role in this offense looks like strictly in 2022? I think he's number two. Um, I know for a fact that he's been told that he could compete for um, strongly compete for the, for the number two reps and even compete for number one reps. Um, Now competing, you know, for those number one reps, I don't know how high the percentage is that he beats out Tavion, but I, I really firmly believe that he will be number two, um, you know, beginning in Gainesville. I just think that he is incredibly talented and it's no, it's no slight to Makai, but there's just different backs, you know, I think Jalen is a lot stronger. I think he he has the ability to really do, uh, you know, to really run the ball the way that the Utes want the ball to be run. Uh, and Makai has his his strengths and abilities. You know, I think he's better in the passing game, um, and he's obviously a little slippier, uh, more slippery and, and elusive. Um, but Jalen's incredible. Um, you watch you watch this kid, and like I said, I mean, just his vision is is phenomenal. It's almost like the game is going slower for him. You know, it's almost like he's he's seeing things happen three and four seconds ahead of of when they're going to. And so, and, and I know that he's, he's producing, you know, I know that in scrimmages and live action reps that he's a, uh, he's, he's impressing people and not just a couple. No, he's impressing the whole team and, and coach wit. So um, I, I expect running back too. and God forbid something happens to Tavion on or off the field. He could be one. Uh-huh. Very well, true. Or even just throughout the season could beat him out very well just by starting to do better, get more comfortable and fun challenge for him that his first ever game in college is going to be back in his home state of Florida. So great opportunity yeah. for him. Excited to see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, and not, sorry not to cut you off, but um, he he has some some high aspirations. He wants a thousand yards this year Ooh. and he wants to uh, like score it. six to eight touchdowns. So that's that is direct from Jalen. Mm-hmm. And so that's. It just shows you what he knows he's capable of. Nothing better than a guy who's motivated either. So it's going to be fun to see what he can do. We're going to talk about the last guy in this kind of three-headed running back monster, that being Makai Bernard, in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. 
Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat you can find, a really good hiding place for, and just hoard them for yourself. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puffs. Whatever, you, Whenever you need a snack, a workout, a late-night treat, grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar. Go to Built.com, use promo LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo LOCKED15. So, Cole, we talked about Jalen. Talked about Tavion. There's another guy who's going to factor into this, and we you talked about Makai, more than likely going to be the third down guy. But in terms of rushing, how much do you expect to see him run the ball this season? I think he'll get the the number three reps. Um, but, you know, we we saw that Utah can have three stellar backs, and, you know, I believe each of them went for over 500 yards. You know, Tavion was over 1,000. I think – TJ was over 700 and then Makai believe reached the 500 mark or at least was close to it. So um, like I said, I I very much just expect a similar um, kind of strategy and scheme as last year, um, but just switch out TJ for, for Jalen. So um, with Makai, you know, I think it it also depends on the defense, right? Um, You know, depending on what they show, what their strengths are, you know, Makai could come in in certain situations and shine. And so, um, and again, I think we're really going to see him a lot in that passing game. So um, that's really my expectations is coming in, getting those third uh, reps, which, you know, could be still a handful of game. Um, and just given what he's capable of, you know, he still could be, you know, pushing 50 to 75 to 100 yards. So um, it definitely will be uh, exciting to see what he is capable of. Um, but he's, he's lethal. You know, I, like I said, I mean, you, you number these guys one, two, and three, and it's very close. It's not like one huge sure. distance, two, bigger distance, three. No, it's like one, two, three. So um, exciting that, that Utah has a running back room that's not only this talented overall, um, but I know that these guys are willing to do whatever's asked of them. You know, to have that many high-caliber backs agree to do whatever is asked, it's going to take you places. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you talked about it with Makai as well. When situations where he's gotten the ball in running situations on handoffs, then he's done really well. So it will be interesting to see how much he gets of that carry share because it is a crowded running back room, and you can only hand the ball off so many times a way. As well as it sounds like Utah, you know, trying to incorporate that explosive element into their offense. We'll see how much they air it out too. But yeah, this running back group definitely in good hands with this three-headed monster. And there is one other guy I think that's still worth mentioning, mentioning because the coaching staff brought him up, that being Chris Curry. I don't know how many carries Chris is going to get this year, but I think he's going to get at least a few opportunities. I don't know how many he'll get per game. Maybe he gets one to two per game. Maybe he doesn't get any per game, and that's just Coach Ludwig kind of talking about it. But what kind of role do you expect Chris Curry to play in this offense with being how crowded the first three three guys are? Yeah, I mean, I think Jalen's going to get a little more, maybe a few more carries than TJ did last year. And so that might take away a few from from Chris. It just depends. I think it's all dependent on on Jalen and how ready he really is. You know, it is one thing to perform in live reps, but I mean, I have full confidence in the guy. Um, but let's say, you know, we, we start the season and it, it might, you know, and it takes a few games for him to get there. I think you might see a little more from Chris in those situations where you're saying, hey, okay, Jalen, you know, we're going to give you a few reps here to kind of see how you do. And then, you know, maybe Chris comes in certain situations. He Chris was utilized, I believe in some short distance 
um, scenarios last year, you know, inside the red zone, you need someone to punch it in and, and he's strong. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a pretty big guy too. I mean, not quite the size of, uh, of Tavion, but he's 5'11", 220. Uh, and he, and he's got some sheer power and brute force. So, you know, maybe the situations that we see are, you know, Hey, you know, we're giving Tavion a rest here for a minute. We're short distance. Let's hand it off to Chris and, and he'll power it into the end zone. So, I mean, looking back at last year, you know, he saw action in nine games, 18 carries for, for 80 yards. So, um, you know, maybe that number stays the same. Maybe it bumps up a tad. Maybe he gets up to 20, 25 carries, but I really don't expect him to see a lot just given, you know, how reliable Makai is in, in, and the strengths that he has, and then just how good Jalen is and his potential. You know, you want to start developing that um, from day one so that, you know, he's he's getting the reps he needs. He's starting to get the experience that he needs. Um, and you're, you know, making sure he stays around. Uh, not that there should be any belief that he wouldn't, but, you know, just with the transfer portal, you want to make sure you got you yeah. give your playmakers time because, you know, at any given point, if they're not getting the time that they need, there's a transfer portal that's just waiting for them. So, uh, I have no worries about any of those situations. It's just kind of playing devil's advocate here. But um, with Chris Curry, I expect a similar role, you know. Yeah, and I think Chris is a guy we talked about. Look, I, I totally agree with what you said. Utah has three starting running backs on their roster. I think they also have a very capable number two guy who's been forced into the fourth running back role because I do think Chris can do some really nice things for this team. So be interesting to see the kind of opportunity he gets. And if not that, I'm sure he'll still factor out helping this team out in other ways and whether that's a locker room impact or whatever it would may be. So Cole, before we get you out of here, I want to ask you something. You mentioned mm-hmm. we're talking about Jalen. When you're talking about the future of the running back position at Utah, pretty much starts and ends with Jalen Glover. Other guys will factor into that, but it's kind of like how Zach, Zach Moss had a lock on the position. It really does feel like it's going to be a lot of Jalen for years to come. So my question is, before he even takes a snap, by the time Jalen is done playing at Utah, that's right, I'm asking you to go that far out and project, what are some of the things you think he will have done during his time at Utah? Well, I mean, I think first and foremost, you know, he's a guy that is going to be a leader on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he is going to be you know, one of the most – I mean, I think fulfill a similar role to a Devin Lloyd. Um, just in the fact that, you know, he, he's very excited about this team. He's very invested in this team. You know, he was critical in quite a few of Utah's recruits last year. You know, you look at guys like, like Lander Barton, um, you look at guys like Teo Johnson, um, Nate Johnson, you know, Jalen had a hand in each of their recruitment, whether it be big or small, you know, I, I don't think those guys really needed a whole lot more to to decide to go to the University of Utah. But when you have a talented player who believes in the system before he's even shown up, and then he's telling you, hey, come along with me, um, it definitely helps to to have that, right? Um, it helps you to be more confident in what the program's doing, and it helps you to kind of build a brotherhood um, and a relationship with these guys that builds chemistry and helps you do incredible things. You know, he said, you know, the class of 2022 is special and he expects that class to lead out in, in helping Utah win more Pac-12 championships. And not only that, but, you know, win games like the Rose Bowl and go beyond, you know, college football playoffs. You know, when he when the class of 2022 reaches junior and senior years, it'll be interesting to see where Utah is. You know, I just they are very special and Jalen will be 
one of those leaders. Now, the thing that might cut him short of reaching, you know, the accolades that Zach Moss, you know, had while at Utah, right? 38 touchdowns over 4,000 yards, you know, over 700 attempts. Um, Jalen could be a guy that in three seasons, he's putting his name in the NFL draft. He might not need that fourth year. Um, Averages wise, maybe he does surpass, you know, Moss, but in terms of getting to that 4,000 marker and nearly 40 touchdowns, He's going to have to move quick. Um, if you look back to Zach's first year, he had 382 yards and two touchdowns. Um, you know, if Jalen could come out swinging, get 600 to 750, or, you know, if he does eventually take over that spot and gets over a thousand, you know, maybe gets 10 to 15 touchdowns, we've got a different conversation here. So um, I'd like to think that in the long run, he'll be remembered as a, a similar Zach Moss. Um, but I definitely think, if he, you know, if he wants to get the NFL sooner, he might not reach those numbers, but that's okay. You know, if he's producing championships and, um, you know, taking Utah to the promised land, it doesn't matter who's the all-time leading rusher, you know, or how many touchdowns you score. If you're producing victories, those are things that you're going to be remembered remembered for more um, than just simple, you know, personal statistical accolades. So, yeah, I think. I mean, he's going off everything you just said. I think he will break the record that Tavion just set a season ago, not this year, but in the years to come, very well could even next year with having over 20 plus touchdowns as well. And I just, yeah, it's going to be really exciting to see what he's capable of going forward in the future. Cause he is a guy I think that I totally agree as well. Like all time wise, I don't think he's going to have the Zach number, Zach Moss numbers, but I think his season single season, single mm-hmm. season numbers, <laughs> tongue twister, um, will add up to being more than Zach Moss did in a season at Utah. It's going to be fun to see, and one thing is for sure, this Utah team is in great hands at the running back position in the short term and long term. So, Cole, really appreciate you stopping by today. That's at Bagley underscore Cole on Twitter. If you guys want to make sure you guys go check out Fan Nation All Utes. Cole is always churning out Utah content. Be on the lookout for his pieces. We'll get to speak with both the defensive side of the ball didn't get to talk to them the other day by the time this episode is released as well. So it's a great time having football back. Thank you guys for jumping in to Locked On Utes. If you are looking for a second listen every day, we would recommend you check out Locked On Pac-12. Locked On Pac-12, where host Spencer McLaughlin and other hosts of the Pac-12, other Locked On college hosts will take you around the conference in under 30 minutes previewing the different seasons, mat- seasons we have coming up, matchups. There's lots of great stuff going on right now across the pack. And, of course, one of the best things coming up is Utah football. So appreciate you guys for making Lockdown Utes your first listen every day, and we'll see you tomorrow.